2: My moving to the States put a lot of pressure on the relationship because every time I'd have a hard time, naturally I would say, what am I really doing here? Why don't I just go home?
0: Welcome to another episode of Meet LGBTQ, a special series by Puma podcast to celebrate love and kilig in the queer community. I'm si Jossa kinyones, and I can attest to the happiness that comes from loving yourself and to the joy that comes from finding love around you. Ang saya talaga In this series, we interviewed five couples about their love stories. But the twist is, we talked to them separately, para sabay sabay natin malaman ng kwento nila. Kilig for us, mas kilig for the couples. But in this episode, we had our guest couple on the same call. They've been together for nearly two decades, so kahit magkasama sila, they still had their own versions of how they met.
2: I'm Shakira Sison. I identify as a lesbian. I work in finance in New York.
3: Hi, I'm Braz. I identify as a lesbian. I work for an architectural consulting firm here, also in New York. Okay, don't look at me, yes. I know it's 18 <laughs>
2: years, going 19. There you go. Okay. You got it right this time. <laughs> So the first time that we met was in 1998. There was a conference going on in de Liman called the Asian Lesbian Network Conference. And we weren't attendees, but I was dating someone who was a conference organizer and attendee, So I was there with her. Everyone was just talking about this Ross from New York. <laughs> People just flock to her. She's a social butterfly. I feel like she's the life of the party. She just has a magnetic personality which is completely opposite of mine.
0: Do you agree with that, Frost?
3: It was a new face. You yeah. know, I... I, I <laughs> probably stood out because they have not seen me and I was somewhat different. Not at
2: all because, you know, the lesbian circle in Manila is very small. During that time, in the 90s, it was very limited. So when Ross appeared from New York, of course, it's a new face. And, you know, she didn't look bad. (laughs) I really
3: didn't know anyone there. So I sort of just stayed in one corner. It seemed like everybody knew each other. I kind of just kept to myself. It was only after the conference when we were both at that same party. And then I noticed her. She was kind of tall and stood out. And, you know, she was very cute. She had on this, I don't know, skirt or dress that's like, I don't know, the size of a paper. (laughs) So I I thought she was cute then. And I told my friend and she had arranged for that truth and there to sort of
2: happen. And the rest
3: is history. (laughs) What
2: was
0: the dare, Shakira.
2: The dare was to remove my bra from, I guess, the outside or whatever. But I was wearing a really, really short dress that time. So I'm sure it was quite a show for everyone who attended. I was just chosen, like, parang may bunotaan kunyari, but actually already rigged. So nung binunot yung name at yung dare, ako yung tinawag. I had
3: no idea what it was at that time. And so I think when we both looked at the paper, it was to remove her bra so I was like oh my god I'm like that's pretty bold it wasn't like a small intimate party I mean it was, it was a real pretty, party probably at
2: least 50 people there and I think it was still pretty conservative back then yeah. even in the lesbian community there they didn't really have a no, truth or there in the I was game and fortunately it was a clean bra <laughs> I took it off. I was there to do so. It was done. And yeah. You reached around yeah, with both of your hands and you unhooked my bra. Yeah. It was a black sleeveless dress. And then she slipped it from the sleeve of my dress and she pulled it out. And the crowd went wild. <laughs> and you buried your face in I it. I did not bury my face <laughs> <in> <laughs> she it. did. I know. I have that memory of you. Maybe I
3: might have smelled it just to see. No, like see. You did this. Just <laughs> to see if you were like <laughs> clean. If it smelled nice. Nice and fresh. Why would you take that risk? I'd rather take the risk then than later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was of, done. In, like, in front of everyone, including my girlfriend, who was clapping.
3: I was very much single. That's why my friend had taken me to this conference to and said that, you know, you should go. It's a good way to, you know, meet, meet people. people. So and I you went. did
2: meet someone during that trip?
3: I did. I met someone the and first. I dated, yeah, for a couple of years. It was, it was someone else.
0: At this point... Roz, you went back to New York. Shakira, you stayed in Manila. Can you talk about when your paths crossed once more?
2: I think maybe in the third year, we saw each other again. I was dating a friend of hers. And then we just saw each other and she said, oh, you're all grown up. (laughs) I have nine years on her. So we saw each other again when I was 25. Three years, yeah, 25. And you were 34. But she was still with that same person and I was dating someone else. So it still wasn't the right time.
3: After the third year, we started emailing each other. Maybe, I don't know, not even really a
0: lot. Wow, emailing for pleasure. What a foreign concept. So before social media, how did you know if someone was single? Shakira?
2: You just
3: ask. Yeah, I think word just sort of got around. And also when you when speak you talk- to someone, right, you sort of could read between the lines
2: you just talk to them and have a conversation it doesn't have to be dating intentions kagad ka because i guess now pag nakitang may girlfriend you won't even engage with that person as a friend you don't get to know the other person paano kung single na sila bukas
0: so then you miss out tama can relate just so anyway back to your story you exchange a few emails over the next 3 years after the party where on the dare Roz removed the bra of Shakira in front of 50 people. After that, Roz went back to New York and Shakira was in Manila. And then, Roz, you became single. Did you know if Shakira was single too?
3: I think I sort of knew that she was seeing someone. Oh, she was still with someone at that time. It was a very friendly conversation. And it was just basically letting her know that I'm visiting and I hope that, you know, we can... You know, grab a drink or I hope that you're free. I think I was very clear from the start that I didn't want to start a relationship. If Uh, I was still with someone. Yeah, if she was still with someone at the time.
2: So I made myself available. (laughs) You know, I broke up with her and then Roz came home and we spent like three weeks together.
3: I was like, great. Now we're talking. So I said, I'll be there in August. So I will see you. And at that point, we had been, you know, talking emailing for, and talking for a couple of months probably, you know, three months. You know, there was really no FaceTime or
2: internet calls. So it was very expensive
3: to get phone <laughs> cards. <laughs> like you have two minutes left. And I would run. I'm like, I'll be right back. And it's like, you know, the middle of the night, I'm running to the deli to go get another phone card.
2: I think at that point, we kind of already knew that we liked each other a lot. She picked me up from my office. I got in her car. We drove to my apartment.
3: So we went to her apartment and sort of just, you know, hung out. and We ate and we drank.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that was the first date. We were attracted to each other, yeah. but, you know, no one really talked about, like, what is this? No. Is this
3: serious or whatever? It was like a great three weeks of sort of just hanging out. And, yeah. you know, we literally hung out almost every day. Yeah, and then you left. Then I left. And, you know, we said our goodbyes, and we didn't know if we were going to see each other again.
2: I was really sad when she left. I think we both missed each other a lot, but we didn't want to make assumptions about what we were willing to do about it, or what the other person felt. And it was clear that we both
3: wanted to be with each other. I was living in Hong Kong.
2: I was in the middle of my MBA, I was managing the family business. Back then I was one of those loyalists who promised that I would never leave. So, we didn't leave off with any plans or plans for a long distance relationship because we both didn't really want that. I think we both admitted to each other that we were really sad. And at least I felt really out of place back in Manila, even with all the things that I had going on, school and everything. It just felt like something was missing. So, I think we had a conversation where, you know, she said, what do you think like we should do? And then she asked the question. <laughs> I said, why don't you come to New York and go on adventure with me?
3: And at first we said, why don't you finish your MBA? I think it was like a year and a half. I was like, oh dude, I'm like, that's a long time. So um, I think after three weeks we said, um, this isn't happening. And so she packed her bags and she came here and I picked her up at the airport. <laughs>
2: I think a month and a half after she left, I was already here. I I packed everything up. I gave up my apartment. I gave up school, quit my job, and I flew here and got my possessions shipped to New York. I was pretty sure it was going to be a disaster because I didn't know her, I didn't know, kumakain ng tuyo, or kumakain ng tusino, baka puro pancakes lang yung kakainin namin, and it's gonna be a disaster, she's gonna hate me, I'm gonna be homeless and broke, and <laughs> all the bad thoughts in my head, which were actually possible because what do you really expect moving across the world for someone you don't really know
0: You had an unforgettable first meeting with that there at a party. Then three years of a few emails here and there, you were finally both single and you went on your first date. Then it seemed like you made up for lost time when less than two months after, Roz, you invited Shakira to live with you in New York. And Shakira, you packed up your whole life and went halfway across the world. You both said that timing was never right before. But it seems like to make things work, You have to make time. Fast forward to 10 years after.
2: It seemed like actually only yesterday we got married, but it's actually been nine years. We got married on our 10th anniversary, so I made it easy for my wife to remember so that she doesn't make a mistake on the date.
0: 19 years of being together, including nine years of being married. Marriage might seem like the happy ending, but does it feel that way? We have friends, a couple, who have been together for about 50 years.
2: I think they're in their 70s. They used to be our neighbors. And when we got married, the one thing that they said was, listen, just because you're married doesn't mean that the work stops. Loving is it's a verb. So it's an action. So when you wake up in the morning, you decide to love this person. You decide to give the best of yourself. And then you do it again the next day.
3: I think it's it's trying to do something different each time. I feel like every day you have to get to know your partner a little more, do something a little different. It's so hard to be complacent, especially if you've been in a relationship for, you know,
2: for so long. I think there's no better example of this than being stuck in this pandemic with each other for about 14, 15 months, 24-7. How do you keep things new when this is like the one face and one person that you see all day long?
0: That's true. The pandemic is like a stress test on relationships. How are you coping? Roz? We try and keep the same interest, trying to do things um,
3: together. Find um, new
2: things that we both like.
3: If there's something that's important to her, you know, I'll try to learn and do what it is that she likes to do.
2: Listen, there are so many things that you learn about each other when you're stuck in an apartment. We've had our arguments and quarrels about just proper communication and negotiating space and time. I think we did a pretty good job, although, you know, there were some difficult times. <laughs> I'm finding things out. You know, I'll see her
3: in the kitchen and it's like, you know, <laughs> did you just secretly eat? I must say, well, she, you know that I'm a secret eater. Like, Did you just secretly eat like a chunk of like chocolate from the cupboard? <laughs> and it's like, you know that, <laughs> you know that about me.
0: And what keeps you in love with each other? Let's start with you, Roz. She's smart, just really easy to talk to, has
3: a lot of um, insights. Nobody really knows this, but she's pretty funny. You know, she's an introvert, but if you get to sit with her by yourself, she's quite talkative and she she has some funny jokes, (laughs) of course, aside from her
0: good looks. What about you, Shakira?
2: I call her like the light of my life, really, because I tend to think too much and worry about so many things, but she always just brightens up my mood and always sees the positive in everything. She has a very good heart. She was raised very well. She has a loving family. And um, that shows in her interactions with everyone. It's hard not to love her because... The, the joy, the joy that she brings into my life. I think it's very easy. Did you rehearse that? No, because... <laughs> I didn't rehearse that. Can I tell you that every day. I, I, I feel like I need to like
3: redo mine. Can we do like a take two? No. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: And that was the fourth episode of Meet LGBTQ. Salamat muli Shakira Shakira at Roz for telling us their story. Ikaw may Meet LGBTQ kaden ba? Tweet us your story at puma We got one more story coming up. Don't miss it. Follow Meet LGBTQ on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Muli ako po si Kinyones puma podcast. This episode was edited by Nina Toralba.